So we are back to do another episode of the podcast, and this week just Alex is with us. Uh, so I'm going to call you just Alex all day now. Today is that all right? <laughs> just as if that's a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried his best to ignore me actually on Saturday as well, didn't you? Yeah, once I've got my uh, my media tag on, I don't talk to people like you. Oh, that's it then. We're, we're, <laughs> us normal people don't get any looking as he struts around the edge of the ground, looking with his big media tag on, looking like Mr. Billy Big Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm all right. I have uh, been running today. Um, as my marathon prep continues, just a short one today. I've got to get up to about 13 mile on Friday. Uh, I did 10 mile Friday night after Junior had done football. Uh, so about eight o'clock, I decided, oh, I'm feeling like I'll go out for a run. So I went and had a run actually all around Wrexham, uh, sort of a, uh, for a couple of hours. Uh, did 10 and a bit miles. So uh, yes, the marathon, the marathon prep continues. Um, uh, whereas I can tell from your attire, you've just been working. Yeah, just been working. Some of us work, unlike you. You always seem to be running, podcasting about <laughs> football. I don't know when you get time to work. <laughs> but no, good effort with the running. Um, I know. It's... I need to donate, so remind me. <laughs> plenty of time. We've got a few months yet, so uh, plenty of time. But I will, that reminds me, actually, I will give, will give Neil a plug again. So, Because um, Neil's been walking today. Um, he's sort of walk, doing, doing warm-ups and what have you. Um, so if um if people don't know if you go on twitter and look for at wxm smith um so that's neil smith who uh, uh if in this little profile picture here you can see there's neil and adam so adam wrote the intro song an outro song that we kind of use and neil performs it uh and then his his brother there chris chris who passed away sadly so he's raising money doing a massive walk um to old trafford so they've got a just giving page where people can donate to. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, they originally were sort of set up to try and get a couple of thousand pound, um, but they've already got to three thousand one hundred and fifty-six quid. Uh, so that's a really good effort. One hundred and sixty odd people have donated, which is fab, uh, especially given now tight money is post Christmas and all that. You know, all that cost of living palaver. So. Um, yeah, good effort, uh, and people keep donating um, uh, and making a little bit of money while he does his, mass, his, his mammoth effort uh, that he's going to do. So, um, yeah, good one, that one. Uh, please for Smithy, because he's a top bloke. Um, so, usual format of a fashion. What's become our usual format? We'll, we'll go over a few news items. We'll review the Wimbledon game, which should be relatively easy, because... There wasn't a lot of excitement or, or, or drama, was there? You know, there wasn't a long list of sendings off and punch-ups and, you know, it was uh, pretty run-of-the-mill in the end. Um, then we'll preview the... 
Are we calling it a Welsh derby? What do you call it? I mean, they're 100 and something miles away. What's... Uh, oh. I said in the previous show, we can't call it a derby. We can call it Welsh rivalry. Yeah, I agree. It's too... Otherwise, you're like, you know, everybody within 130-odd mile radius is a derby, and it doesn't make any sense to me, does it? So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, a Welsh rivalry match. We'll preview the return leg. Um which there is some news about that today. I don't, I'm assuming you're aware, but um, there was an update to uh, ticket in today. Um, and then we've got a couple of interesting questions in the mailbag for late, for for our to finish us off. If uh, if you game for that, um, some people have fired in a couple of questions, so we'll uh, we'll do we'll do that. But let's start with uh, news. So what I thought I'd do uh, start with. Uh, Wrexham news, and then I have got some general news that we'll have a look at in the with regards to the league. Um, so uh, four o'clock today, extra tickets for the Newport game went on sale. So we got what was an extra five hundred tickets? Um, I think it was. Uh, I'll share my screen so we can do this. Uh, we'll do this. Uh, make it a bit more YouTube friendly. Uh, yeah, so we got an extra five hundred tickets today, and the reason for that, Alex, is what. Is because yesterday Newport advanced in the FA Cup. They replay against Eastleigh. They won three one, and um, so that now means they're hosting Manchester United in the next round. Yeah. Obviously, they want to cash in, so they've erected two temporary stands for that game. Um, and obviously, before that match, they play us, which means they've got two stands which they need to fill. So they've given us one of those stands, which holds 500 people. Yeah. So um, it's a uh, if, if if people are still trying to book, I'm I'm not sure how long those tickets will last. Really, I don't know. But if people are still trying to book, two things. First and foremost, um, those those that those stands are uncovered. It's like ours, isn't it? They're un they're they're uncovered. So wrap up warm because I don't know what the. The, the weather seems to have changed from snow up here to more rain on Friday, so it's going to be slightly warmer than they thought, but it still wouldn't be nice to be in an open-air terrace, I don't think, would it? Uh, sat, especially as you sat down and you're not moving around. Uh, if it's anything like a couple of degrees above zero, it'll be uncomfortable. Um, and worse, if it does rain or sleet or whatever, so um, people have to uh, bear that in mind. Um, obviously, travel... Um, I have to give uh, a, a plug um, to uh, our friends at M&H Travel. Um, I like to give them a plug because um, they've got room on their bus still. So if I can just uh, find their uh, find their Twitter page, because they have set up a Twitter page now because I told them. There we go. Um, so... Um, I find the page for Newport, which is there. So they've still got seats. Um, it's £24 a seat uh, for a return trip to Newport. Uh, they Their pickups are start in Marford, at the bottom of Marford, the top of Marford Hill. Then they come up to Gresford, uh, go to the, a couple of stops in Acton, go to the Dunelm. Then on the way back out to the bypass in Rose Duckland, they do a pickup. Um, and as I said, I've used them once before. It was great. The bus is clean. The toilet worked. The radio was actually on. Uh, lights worked. It was it was a revolution in uh, in bus travel. So um, yeah, everybody should definitely uh, 
get your seats booked ASAP so you don't miss out. They even tell you what your seat number is and you can arrange to sit next to your friends and stuff. Um, so, and I, if you book early enough and ask for the seats with extra leg room at the back, like I did, um, you get, you get, it's like luxurious at the back there with the extra leg room. So yeah, definitely, uh, consider doing that. Um, other club news then let's, uh, let's keep working our way through, um, said website, uh, the ladies lost, uh, one, uh, I don't know if you saw that they played on. Sunday and beat uh, Barry Town. Um, so that was good. Uh, Jacob Mendy, he was on the bench, I think, in the African Cup of Nations, wasn't he? Um, he didn't start that game. So um, uh, so that was uh, that. Was that. Um, and then let's just have a quick look at sort of uh, general news. Because um, uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, Noss County's... Um, release some accounts so that makes interesting reading um there was a, some rumors of linking us with macaulay langstaff again so we'll talk about that in a minute um uh but we'll just uh, i just thought we'd have a look at some general league two headlines and see if there's anything jumps out at us the obvious one is today that barrow have signed a striker we know well in cole stockton they've taken him on loan um so that's uh, that'll be. I mean, he was at Burton, money. So that's a that's a good signing for them, isn't it? A bit of extra firepower for the end of the season. Yeah, decent player. I know we never saw the best of him at Wrexham, um, but he's proven when he was at Morecambe, um, really good um, League Two player. So that will only hope help Barrow's promotion push, which is bad news for us. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I just uh, thought uh, uh, that tickled me really from the weekend, um, Troy Deeney started to apologise to multiple people. <laughs> um, so, so uh, I'm assuming you saw this. It was an inter- Well, I don't know if you. I can't remember whether it was a video interview or whether it was an audio interview. But I'm assuming you heard about. Perhaps is the right word. Just in case it was audio. Um, he kind of went to town on his team, didn't he? He was, he was there was no holding back. It, there was there was elements of Mark White, um, sort of just basically saying we were crap and we're not good enough, you know, which he does regularly. But he really dug out a few individual players, which I'm not sure he'll ever come back from that. That'll be really interesting because they tend to say once you publi- uh, pu- uh, criticize people in public, you kind of lose them a little bit. Is the uh, is the old adage in it? Yeah, you make a good comparison um, with Mark White. Yes, he slates his teams, but I don't think I've ever heard him call out an individual. Yeah. Um, and when you do start calling out individuals, and he was ruthless, and I think he was a former Coventry player, Mr. Yeah, Penalty in that year's championship playoff final. And what he said about how he should be playing in non-league, <laughs> getting the chance to, to play in the Premier League last year, Weeks of inexperience, naivety. Yeah. As a manager, you've got to manage your emotions much better. And I think you'll struggle to regain the dressing room. Um, I say regain because if you're saying things like that, I don't think the Forest Green players will have much confidence in him. Um, and other clubs will see that. So would you want to employ someone who calls the players out like that? I know he's said his emotions get the better of him sometimes, but... He shot himself in the foot massively there in, with, in regard to that interview. Yeah, it was a yeah, very, like you say, very naive. 
Um, not, not, not really what he should be doing. And uh, for, you know, that's where we're thankful to have the experience of a Phil Parkinson, because he would have uh, learned that many years ago if he's ever done it. Um, and obviously, you don't get that. You know, that that type of thing stays in the dressing room traditionally, doesn't it? So, uh, mm-hmm. so that'll be interesting to see how the what the fallout is on that over the next two or three weeks. If they if they you know if they start playing well and getting performances, he's obviously saved it. But you know, let's see. Um, so yeah, just a just a, a quick headline one really is that um, uh, Tom H Williams, who does a lot of uh, reporting, especially on Notts County, but he does a lot of an analyst stuff um, on Twitter, has um, uh, got a snapshot here of the balance sheet for Notts County, um, and despite it being their most successful year in years, I guess you would say, given the fact that they got promoted, etc. Uh, they added another three million quid in debt uh, at the end of all that, so that was quite uh, quite interesting. Um, there, uh, you know, the couple of headline things there. You know, you look at creditors' amounts due, so the money owed to uh, to various creditors that f- over the next year that's sixteen point four million. Um, so you know they've got uh, they, they you know they. they at some point, those books have got to be balanced somehow. It's, and it's either from sponsorships and increased revenues like that, or the REITs brothers have got to put more money in, or player sales and player trading does it. So um, that'll be interesting to see uh, how that does. They uh, they didn't include the sort of key details in their profit loss account, so we can't go into the, uh, the real nitty-gritty of salaries and things like that. But, um, you know, it's just it's interesting to see you know, how much these clubs lose, despite the fact that, you know, they've been at the top of the table, uh, relatively successful, big ground, relatively big crowds. You would think they'd have good sponsorships and still, you know, at the end of it all, they're 3 million down on a year. Yeah, I was speaking to a Notts County supporting friend earlier when this got released and he said a lot of their debts um, were built up during the previous ownership of yeah. Alan Hoddy, who was a bit of a rogue character. Um, there was that infamous moment where he <laughs> shared one of his pictures to Twitter, which featured uh, his private parts by accident. Um, sorry, going off topic, but yeah. <laughs> um, Why was that in your mind? I'm worried now, Alex. Yeah, I thought you might have known about it. Don't <laughs> do so yeah, he said a lot of those dirt to debts were were built up by him. So he reckons they are going in the right direction, but they were that ruined from Hardy's tenureship. It's taken them oh, it'll take a long few time, years yeah. to to balance it out. But if you're losing three million, you're not sorting it out, are you? That's yeah. the uh, so that's the fundamental, uh, you know. So yes, um, just a, just a, an interesting little snapshot. I'm not sure whether we're, we're sixty million in debt. Um, I think there'd be much more conversations being had. Uh, well, well, let's see when the accounts come. I think uh, we're we're lucky in the fact that they will be buoyed by tours of America and uh, documentaries, won't we? This time, uh, as well as other sponsorships. So, uh, I guess that's the. Uh, but you can imagine the headlines that would be splashed around, can't you? Uh, that's the that's the main thing. So, um, yeah, I. I I didn't ask you this. I didn't know whether we should talk about the elephant that's in the room or 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 what. Um, being the confusion, I, you might not have looked into it enough. 
but following what night was it following uh, a, a video that went viral on social media <laughs> with a uh, <laughs> with a Wrexham resident being at the center of it um i was i was getting messages off people saying oh i'm worried that the club are going to get dragged into this um and i did wonder whether they might put a statement out just just clarifying and going listen just so everybody knows this is nothing to do with us you know whilst the uh, you know whilst Wrexham is in the title of the club involved we're obviously nothing to do with this so uh, um but i guess there is long ties long standing ties because ryan had donated to an elder age group from said club i think hadn't he um and they had the that was a futsal team and they had the didn't they have the purple kit with the deadpool logo on it yeah. um so uh, that was great comedy, but obviously few people love it. Were a bit sort of oh, you know, might not look too good. So I did wonder whether they'd put a statement out. They haven't. They're probably just hoping it'll go away today, and they won't have to worry about it. And it has done well by and large. I think it has done. Would you? Would you agree? Yeah, it was sort of a 28, um, 48 hours of sensation, wasn't it, in regards <laughs> to getting the funding, giving it back, and. Um, I think the club have been smart. I don't think they need to put a statement out. I think yeah. if it had got any more traction and gone on for longer, I think they would have. Obviously, people from the States or other countries, they see the Wrexham name and they may think it's a, a sister club or whatever or connected in some way. Um, it's just a messy situation on the whole, isn't it? That yeah. doesn't shine too kindly on Wrexham and the community, but... The person in question um, has been known. Chester employee. Chester employee as well. Um, he's been known to drop a few PR clangers, shall we say? <laughs> um, and this is there. Uh, this is up there very, with the biggest, isn't it? This is. Yeah, like, yeah. I did enjoy the entertainment yesterday on Twitter. It was uh, it was very funny. But it was interesting to, to just, if you just sort of followed the hashtag of what was trending, that Wrexham was trending, um, the, there were, it just added to the vitriol of fans. That It was the comments like, oh, this is just another reason to hate Wrexham. Uh, that was a common thread, if you like, amongst the uh, the sort of the uh, trending topics on social media. So, um, yeah, a, a PR blunder, and you're probably right, they're probably best to uh, just sit tight and see if it blows over before they have to do anything. Um, and if you're not sure what we mean, I would go, go just search Wrexham on Twitter and I'm sure you'll uh, you'll soon come across it. Um, so transfer news has been really quiet. Uh, this is the point we would normally perhaps talk transfers. Um, it's been really quiet. When I say quiet, the odd name comes up now and again, doesn't it, and goes quiet again. Um, there's two things really to talk about. I've not seen him, but I'm assuming that Arthur's still here because we've not said he's gone back. Uh, so, um, uh, although I, I can't verify that, I've not seen him training. I've not bumped into him in Sainsbury's or anything. But let's assume that he is, because otherwise I'm sure we'd have said something and done something about it, wouldn't we? Um, I think that's fair to say. You know, we'd have been scrambling around for a goalkeeper straight away, I'm assuming. Um, so that's good news. That that implies that um, unless somebody goes and buys him, um, Arsenal aren't going to recall him to, just to send him on loan somewhere. So um, somebody could still buy him in the last couple of weeks. But you know we're uh, we're uh, I think we're pretty safe uh, on that point of view, don't you? Yeah, I think mean, yesterday was the deadline. 
Tuesday, wasn't Monday. it? Monday. Well, Monday night. Monday, 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 Monday. I'm assuming it was midnight on Monday. Monday night was the Big sort of... Tuesday, yeah. yeah. So I'm sure they would have announced it by now. Um, so it looks like we got Arthur into the end of the season, which is a massive, massive bonus. Um, do you want the goth? Do you want the, did, did, I tell, did I share the rumour with you? Did I share the rumour? I can't remember. We signed him for 20 million. No. I wish you would sign off. I know you. Uh, <laughs> that's why you'll never be Sean Harvey's job. Um, no, so there was whispers going around that um, he's looking to sell his London property. So Who obviously, told you that? Where did you get that from? Well, I, I cannot reveal my sources. But that was the, uh, that was the, those were the rumours. That he was looking to sell his London establishment. So make of that what you will. I heard he was selling it to Ollie Palmer. <laughs> he moved to hey, Ollie did a good interview. Have you seen that Men in Blazers? That was uh, quite a good chat he did for. I've not seen this week's interview. Oh, uh, yeah, watch it uh, whenever you can or download it. I think I'm not sure whether they do an audio one. I had it on YouTube. And uh, yeah, it was a good chat, interesting chat. Nothing. I'm not sure. There was little bits in there from from his times at other places. I don't. You wouldn't get anything too insightful from Wrexham, but some of the he he doesn't like Mansfield. Let's just put it like that. He uh, I think he said he hated it, and it was a shithole. I think were his words. So. Well, no one likes Mansfield. <laughs> uh, okay, so so Arthur will. We're feeling a bit more confident on now. At least Arsenal aren't recalling him and sending him on loan somewhere else. So that implies they're happy with us and how the loans go in, at least, doesn't it? Because um, he's playing all the time. Well, when he's fit, he's playing all the time. He needs to be fair. So, uh, so that's good. And Humphrey Carr did say they were, you know, flirting with Arsenal and doing their best to to sign him. Um, so you know, if we could sign him on a two-year deal, say, you know, that would be great. Um, but also the other one that came to light this week was that, um, and again, this is, you're never quite sure whether Wrexham's name has been thrown in on this or not, was the Langstaff one. So this, this people are smelling blood probably because of the, uh, the fact that Luke Williams has moved on, aren't they? Um, and perhaps seeing, a, seeing an option to, an opportunity to get them, uh, to get in. Uh, and interestingly, aren't they talking about employing a second division Danish manager? Um, well, that was the last thing I read um, that's uh, very well regarded. So that was an interesting one. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Um, the other flip side to that was there was rumours of um, oh, Neil Warnock, I think, uh, being linked with the job. So I think his agent must have been having a quiet day and thought, what, what, what can I do here? <laughs> but that would be a bit of a uh, turn up for the books. Uh, but this hey, line start... defence out. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, oh, well, and they need it again, don't they? Five all, like um, away at Grimsby. But that's the the point is um, Langstaff again. So he's been linked with a few clubs. Uh, Birmingham Derby were, were in there, and our name was in there. And I just sat there for a minute because we've been linked with him before. And I, what I wanted to know really, because is, do you think a, a front two of Mullin and Langstaff would work? Because I'm not convinced, and therefore, I'm not. I don't know whether Parky would put that as a front two. Um, I, th- I think they both want to be in the same sort of places. Really, I know Moles can drop a little bit deeper, um, but I'm just not sure. What do you think? Oh yeah, I'd have him in the heartbeat. Um, his goals record last season, this year, and at Gate said two seasons ago, speak for themselves. 
And I know he's, he's similar in terms of style of play, where they like to be on the pitch, but you can't turn down um, a player with his goals record. And, For two million and quid. Pocky's clever, yeah. clever enough to, to get them both in the team somehow. Um, yeah, I would have him in the team. There's a way we'd work him into it. Yeah, um, Wing-backs get balls into the box. Langstaff thrives off that. Get Langstaff behind Elliot Lee and Paul Mullen. Um, it's sort of a two-in-the-hole, one-up-front kind of job. Yeah, I would love to sign Macaulay Langstaff, but I don't think there's a chance in hell that he'll, uh, he'll sign for us. No, it, it, it smells a little bit about like that. Do you remember when those Shimanga rumours came of the first time? Because Rob McElhenney was sort of rumours was besotted by this this yeah. absolute animal ripping up the league wasn't he prior to his uh, to his injury um, uh, and I think our name just gets tagged on regardless now for clicks and views and stuff so it's hard to hard to hard to know but I just I, I sat there thinking about it, I was like I'm not sure I'm not sure whether he's the type of striker I would be looking to buy because of the cost involved and because of how he plays but um, what have we got left? We've got two weeks-ish of the window left, less than that, 10 days, 11 days, um, and there's nothing else really concrete, uh, unless you're about to break some trans- like in a, in, a, in a Richie Daniel style, you're about to tell us that uh, you've seen somebody in Tesco. My only deal in facts and evidence, uh, I would right. never make things up for, uh, for attention, so no... Don't know any. Did we cover Billy Waters last week? I can't. Um, I can't remember. But he, if, if we if, <laughs> if we didn't, he's he's gone on loan to Doncaster. Uh, I think he played about sixty odd minutes. Their fans seem to think he put a good shift in, which he always runs around a lot, doesn't he? That is that's one of his his traits. He's he's like Mullin in that regard, isn't he? He'll work hard. Um, he didn't score, but you, again, you know, you've got to give him, you've got to give him time to get acclimatised, settled. He'd have had very few training sessions with his team, wouldn't he? Um, so it will be interesting to see how he does there. To be fair, they they got a few in on loan, didn't they? I think they were desperate for bodies. Yeah, you're right, and he's got proven track record in League Two. Barrow and Cheltenham, he's, he's scored goals at and played well for. Um, Doncaster struggling, so I think he'll make a. A good difference to them. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he could get, you know, eight to ten goals or something between now and the end of the season. That'd be a good reply, wouldn't it? It'd be, uh, you know, that'd be a good return for him. If he goes there, does really well, scores ten goals, like you say, gives Parkinson to think about, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe he'd let him. Maybe rather than writing him off like we all have, he might take him on a pre-season tour somewhere and have another look at him and see what, yeah. uh, see yeah. what, uh, see what's what. So, um, okay. Uh, I think that's it for the news, unless you've got any other news. No news. No news. I'm just trying to analyse what's in your background oh, on that table. Oh, we can't pinch to zoom. We got 7,000. All sorts of medication there, I think, uh, To uh, it looks like. Um, no. One's Solbutamol. A... It's like, it's like the right. Liverpool dressing room. This is, is it Solbutamol? That's that stuff they were allegedly taking. It's nuts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Okay, so uh, let's have a break, and then when we come back, we will. I did have some news. Oh, oh. got seven thousand tickets for Blackburn. I got enough. Oh, I forgot. You're right. Let's let's. Um, so, I, I, and we didn't cover the fact that they moved it to the Monday, did we? Because we didn't know that, did? We? Am I oh, right? Oh, that got announced on Friday. 
Right, so, um, good job you said that. So, yeah, we the good news was we got 7,000 tickets. So, I think that's every ticket in that away stand, isn't it? I don't think it takes any more. I think 7,000 is its limit. Oh, um, behind the goal, yeah. And it's only 15 quid for an adult. It's incredible prices. Um, I'll hunt it out. Well, um, but the downside was that they moved it and it's the tv company it's bbc stroke bbc wales isn't it um it's nothing to do to be fair it's nothing to do with um with blackburn i don't think they have any choice um they moved it to monday at half past seven uh, is that the 29th yeah which is the 29th um i'm just trying to see at the darwin end it's called um so tickets go on sale tomorrow uh, also on thursday at 10 a.m um so i shall be in the queue i don't know are you gonna go are you gonna try you try and go what's your what's the update um yeah 100 percent we'll still yep. go the fact it's on a monday is inconvenient excitement out of it yep. i think it had the, the hallmarks of a, an all-time great away day if it was saturday three o'clock but I'll still go, still yep. looking forward to it. And you know what? I think we might sell out 7,000. Do you reckon? For a Monday night would be absolutely incredible. I think we will. I don't really. think we will. I think we'll take less than 5,000 now because of that fact. I, loads of people that I knew going originally have said, can't go now. So um, uh, so that's what that's the reason. But tickets are adults 15 quid, over 65 is a tenner, 18 to 23s are a tenner. Uh, juniors are a fiver, uh, and under twelves are a fiver. Um, so you know that that's what they did in the previous round as well. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's for, uh, that's that's good news. And they're in terrible form. They are falling off a cliff, aren't they? So it has got if if we turn up and give them a game, it's got upset all over it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, it'll be a good night out chance to go to a big team but I think I've got a really good chance of winning they cannot defend for Toffee yeah I mean they've got the second worst defensive record in the championship only behind the bottom team they do tend to score I mean they've got Sammy Smoltz however you say it yeah one of the best attacking midfielders in the league so we'll see goals I've got no doubt about it but I think we've got a really good chance of winning Mm, I agree. I agree. Depending on the team park he plays, I think uh, that'll be interesting, won't it? Uh, I think it's gonna. It's got the hallmarks of Coventry over it. I think we we could see a couple of changes uh, where we're scratching our head before the game. But let's see how it. We got to. You got to hold your nerve and see how it plays out, haven't you? Like that Coventry yeah. game. Um, so yeah, well remembered that we uh, the, the the Blackburn news that was. Uh, Looking for high-quality furniture for your home? Look no further than J. Scott's Furnishings in Mark Wheel. With a wide selection of contemporary and classic styles and a showroom packed full of exceptional furniture from leading manufacturers, you'll find the perfect pieces to suit your taste and budget. With over 60 years of experience and our expert design team, we'll help you create a space that's both beautiful and functional. From sofas to dining sets, bedroom suites to home solutions, we've got it all. So why wait? Visit us today at the old school in Mark Wheel or visit our website jscottfurnishers.co.uk jscott's furnishings in Mark Wheel where style meets affordability 
So on Saturday, Wimbledon came to the race course for the return uh, fixture. Um, we came away with a 2-0 victory. I said before, in the second half, it was like a routine victory. That first half was hard work, though I thought it was a bit, I don't know, messy. And um, I think we struggled to get hold of that. Um, let me just figure out his name. Uh, is it Sasu, his name? The winger who's given us a bit of trouble he hit the bar and he uh, he for for ten minutes he had Max all ends up Max and Ford he had them all ends up but then they they got they got to grips with him then in the end um, and sort of snuffed him out really but he was the only threat um, but what was your what were you, so you were on commentary um, so but what were your sort of overall thoughts? Um, first off, terrible. Probably the worst half I'd seen from Wrexham this season, apart from the the nightmare against MK Dons and Swindon, where we were 4-1, 3-1 down at half time. Um, Wimbledon, much the better team. You're right, Seisu, the left winger, was probably the best player on the pitch for the first 45 minutes. And it's just tough to watch. And you know what? We did well to get in at 0-0. Um, just to regroup and that parky work is magic. And <laughs> I'm going to say second half, we came out a different team, but I think they had a chance two minutes into the second half, a one-on-one opportunity, which they should have scored. Um, they were missing their two best strikers as well. Yeah. And yeah. um, Al, Al, Al-Hamadi. 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 the Asia Cup and the Gila, the Asia Cup as well. Um, so we rode our luck. We stuck in there, but... From the 50-minute mark onwards, we were much, much the better team, much improved. Um, good goal by Fletcher and then uh, Mullin sort of pounced on a mistake by their player. And run of the mill um, is a phrase I would use to use it in the second half. Typical Wrexham, dominate, put the chances away, nothing too fancy, job them. Have you ever seen somebody demand attention as much as Joe Lewis in his uh, hot pants? <laughs> Actually signed. He's obviously very happy that he'd been signed on the Friday, I think, or the third. Oh, that week he'd been signed, hadn't he, yeah. from Stockport? Um, and um, he was loving the attention of riding his shorts, wasn't he? I mean, borderline illegal what he was doing with those shorts. <laughs> Someone said they could see what he had for breakfast, which was uh, was quite funny. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've not seen. Um, shorts like that for a long long time not in football anyway i mean the thing is if you are going to prance around like that and uh there was one point where he was giving the copper uh giving the tech end a cheeky laugh because he'd got away with something um then you have to be good uh and very very sadly for them unfortunately uh i'm just using sofa score here just as an example he was the lowest rated player on the pitch uh so that was quite that's a you know uh it's like when your people first started wearing yellow and pink boots you know you've got to have some skills to back them up haven't you so uh sadly for joe lewis he did he had neither um but yeah, I agree. With, I agree with what you were saying before. They were, um, they were, they were. I was surprised how good. I, in fact, uh, Mark Lewis, who came on the podcast, I I messaged him and said, you know, if you'd have had your front two, that would have been a totally different game potentially. If you'd have got a goal early on, um, we'd have been, might have been in a bit of trouble. So um, you know, they'll be all right, won't they? They'll be. They, I thought they did really well considering they were missing 
two or three players through suspensions and the uh, and the and the Asia Cup. I think they're at um, their players. Um, they looked they looked okay and Tilly's always a danger, isn't he? He's got I think he's got ten goals now, James Tilly this season. Um, and like you were saying, Sasu was a he was quite dynamic and pacey um, and and caused us problems. Um, but yeah, and Alex Bass was good in goal. He was on loan from Sunderland, um, made one or two good saves. Um, but then second half, we were, uh, we, like you say, we were much better. Um, I can't remember who got the man of the match. Did Fletcher get the sponsors one? Yes. I or was it so. McLean? It might have been McLean. Might have been James McLean. You you might not know because you'd, you'd have been talking. Um, it might have been James McLean who got it. Um I think he 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 was a. Um, it's interesting. He he was man of the match there, and he's had a couple. He's, he's sort of having a couple of good games, but I'm listening and reading, and it's, we've got a question on this later. I've got a, uh, on the contracts, um, listening to people sort of saying that they wouldn't necessarily have him next season. I think it's going to be a real, be a real interesting talking point that because, um, you know, his experience. I know he's not the player that he used to be. I don't particularly think he's a wing back. I'd prefer to see him higher up the pitch, I think. But at this level, we could probably get away with him at wing back, can't we? Because he's not going to drop that many mistakes, he says. Um, but that's surprised. But then he puts a performance like that in where he all but he assisted both, didn't he? The corner was brilliant. Fletcher doing the the routine that he did against Barrow, exactly the same little spin off tozer, I think it was, to the back stick. Nobody marked him. And then the ball for Mullin was good. Just it, it sort of hit a defender, didn't it, and fell to him. Um, so it wasn't a direct assist, but it was still a good ball. So I, I, are you surprised at people thinking that they might, looking at your face a minute ago, uh, people saying that they, they wouldn't necessarily keep McLean? Um, yeah, very surprised. I would 100% keep him. Um, outstanding, like you say, on Saturday. He was my man of the match as well. I think his wealth of experience, he's reliable, obviously a good character, the utmost professional as well. Um, I think he could do a job for us in League One and probably at left wing back as well. I think he's not as bad as people make him out to be at left wing back. I think he's very good. Um, but no matter where he plays, whether it be left wing back, in midfield, in a more attacking role, I think he's he's an excellent player, and I would definitely give him a one-year extension at the end of the season. He's got no matter got, what league you're in, but I think it'll be League One. There is a there, we'll 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 touch on it after. There is an option in his contract, but we don't know whether it's his option, our option, an option that's triggered after so many league games, so it's automatic. Um, yeah, we don't we don't really know, but um, there is a there is some sort of option there. Um, who else stood out for you? Um, apart from McLean, oh, I thought Max had another good game. Um, yes. You could tell they tried to target him in terms of their long balls and their physicality in the penalty box as well. And he stood up for himself and he had another really, really good game. Um, apart from a shaky couple of moments against Shrewsbury last week, I think he's been outstanding the last six matches and a, a massive reason why we've been keeping clean sheets again. So... Another great performance for Max. Um, George Evans was his silky smooth self, as always. Um, solid display. Um, 
There were a few sevens out of tens, but McLean to me was an eight and eight point five. He was he was outstanding up and down that left wing. Yeah. Um it was nice for Moles to get a goal. I still think we need to help him a bit more. Um, you know, I feel he, he has to, he has to, he has to work so hard for a goal. Mullin, doesn't he? It's like very rarely. Well, I was gonna say very rarely. Very rarely do we put things on a plate for him. That one was on a plate in the end on Saturday, wasn't it? But uh, yeah. Um, uh, was the were you surprised at anything team in the lineup? I guess the surprise, this, the real one for me was just that Palmer was back fit. Uh, we did see some training pictures of him, didn't we? And the uh, and the three amigos at the back, um, but uh, I didn't think we'd, he'd be on the bench so soon and sort of get in a game. Yeah, I agree. So it came from nowhere, didn't he? I think McFadden on the bench was a. Uh, that was the other one, yeah. One. Yeah, I'm right in thinking that you don't have to be registered in January to. Right. So. Make I'm not exactly sure how it works whether you can just submit a fresh sheet of 22 every week so you've got the flexibility to change or whether you can do what you want uh i'm not uh, i'm not convinced we'd have to ask somebody that like geraint really who probably has to do it or whoever does it nowadays um but i'm not sure but at the moment we do have the flexibility to bring players in and out in some way shape or form uh, but my head says that you just have to submit a fresh list every week um I swear someone said on Twitter that when the transfer window is open, yeah. you can name players who weren't in your 22 at the start of the year. Might be a load of rubbish, might be true, I'm not sure, but there's a reason he was on the bench. Something must have happened. Yeah, well, with Mendy being away, obviously, we would submit, a, we would this week, we would submit a squad list with him on it, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, because yeah. obviously they knew Mendy was going to be away, so it's just like right, we take Mendy off the squad list, we put uh, McFadden in, um, and that. So that's I, I say we'd have to ask somebody really who's uh, who is you know closer to it. Uh, but we're, in some way, shape, or form, we've got some flexibility. If we need Bryce Hosanna next week for some bizarre reason, illness rips through the squad again or something, we've got that option, haven't we? So, um, so yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think the other surprise was because it was a home match. I was half expecting to see Barnet at right wing back instead of yeah. Anthony Ford. I did put that. I did put Barney in my predicted team. Mm. Um, I think Ford had the best of games, actually. No, if we were home this Saturday, I would definitely put Barney down as my predicted team. I think he'd yeah. definitely play. But because we're away, I'm just not sure, which obviously we'll come on to, I'm not sure whether Parkey will take the risk or not, given the fact he hasn't played so much. Um, yeah. yeah. Away dog. I can't call it a derby. <laughs> away well. <laughs> it's a force of habit, you see. That is. Yeah, probably suits Ford better, but we'll see. Um, anything else stand out about that game? I mean, that first half was thoroughly forgettable we just couldn't get into it really couldn't get control of it could we that was the thing um yeah the other thing that stood out or has been standing out in the past few home matches is the atmosphere um it just seems a bit flat every match now i know it's cold i know we're used to winning so a lot of fans go there just expecting us to to win we don't have to make much noise i get it's january and you're sort of going through one of the mail in terms of your fixtures. Obviously, when March and April come, you've got those 
big home matches that have massive um massive saves and how the title might be won but hey even in the Newport game before Christmas was flat and the Barrow one was was flat and yeah yesterday not yesterday Saturday continued that trend but I'm sure it will get better I think it's a big game thing I think we're so used to have getting worked up into a frenzy at these big sort of games so like when Notts County rock up when Stockport rock up um, who else is uh, who else has got to come? Tramier coming. Yeah, you know those games. I think it will be rocking. Um, I think it's. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know if there's a word that encapsulates that. I think we're just. Um, you know, it's just it was just Wimbledon, wasn't it? We shouldn't be thinking like that because we're you know we've been like wanting to get back into League Two for fifteen years. But I, I, that's what it has a bit about. That's what I always stood there thinking. It was. It, it, I agree with you totally that it was. Um, it didn't have that edge to it. Um, for, uh, I, I say, I don't know what else to call it, but um, yeah, it's going I agree. Through the oceans, isn't it? We're just yeah, yeah. standard team, no rivalry. We're expected to win. Let's just turn up and, and watch us win. And it's, but it's as, as they say, it's everybody else's big day out, isn't it? You know, so Wimbledon were there, they, you know, full allocation or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, it it's an interesting one. You know, you could hear Manny the drummer going, and you know they were trying to get some atmosphere going, and um, it just doesn't have that edge. But I bet you, you know, that next big game, you know, Saturday obviously will be uh, will be good because you're away, and you know, um, but I bet you that. I bet you it's different when we get that first, that that first. I'm not sure who's coming up first. Tranmere will probably be the first one. So when they're here, that'll be it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be fever pitch again. I think. Um, yeah, a because it's a massive, massive rivalry. It is a derby, be, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it'll be warmer as well, and yeah. see, it'll mean more in terms of points and nitty gritty end of the season. So mm. yeah, I agree. It will get better. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say about Wimbledon then? Are they going to get yeah. in the playoffs? I mean, they were, they were seventh at the start of the day. Are they good enough to stay in it? I think they're one of the better teams I've seen this season. Certainly the top seven. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Rather than MK Dons in the playoffs. Put it that way. We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones. So I'll be on the bus to Rodney Parade. Um, how will you catch the game, Alex? Legally or whatever? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, um, it will have to be an audio pass, radio. <laughs> uh, don't, you get, don't you get free access to video being a commentator at the race course? <laughs> No, can't even get a car parking spot, unfortunately. Oh, terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, January is a tight month, so I can do Blackburn. That's a priority. Just yeah, you know, we'll have to give Newport on this. So, from a from a Newport point of view, though, um, I guess this is sort of um, fitting well for us. So they're playing over the course of a week. They've got us. Then they've got Harrogate. Is the Harrogate game still going ahead? That must have been cancelled. 
because in theory they'd be playing Harrogate away on the 26th and then playing Man United on the 28th. They're not going to play that Harrogate game, are they? No chance. No. No, yeah. No chance. That game would have been postponed because they're in the FA Cup. Yeah, that so. must have been that game that weekend. And for some reason, on SofaScore, it hasn't sort of flagged it as uh, postponed or whatever. So they play us. And then, you know, eight days later, I think it is, they play uh, They play at home to Manchester, to a Man United team. Um, remains to see what the what team gets put out. Um that being said, what's their what's their priority? Where do you load the bases? Is eight days enough to give everyone a rest? Do you risk it? You know, do you put everybody out, or do you go? Oh, just 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 better. You know, I'd rather have a go at United at home, or what? What do you do? Well, they also had the game yesterday on Tuesday night, so that's another thing to consider. Yeah, um, especially something that could go in Wrexham's favour. Yeah. Oh, what? They've not really got much to play for in the league, have they? Seventeenth, I think. As we sit here, I think they're seventeenth. I think the two teams at the bottom are quite far adrift, aren't they? So yeah. I don't think they can get the playoffs. I don't think they can um, get relegated either. Now, eight days is a long time in football. Yeah. So I think they'd be okay playing their full team on the Saturday. And then having a full week plus an extra day to get ready for the United game. I, I think they'll play the strong team, the strongest team. And from a player perspective, if I'm a Newport player and there is a 50-50 to be won, am I thinking, oh, I quite fancy playing against United? Or, and I'll just give that one a little miss. Or am I going, well, this is a potential, this, is, this could potentially hurt and in we go. If it wasn't a Welsh... Rivalry, <laughs> for whatever, they probably wouldn't be as up for this game, would they? They're, 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 they'll definitely have their eye off the ball if it was, uh, you know, any other team, probably. Yeah, so players might be scared of committing to challenges, like you say, but on the other hand, they might also be competing for places to play against United the week after. So you might get one or two who perhaps aren't one of the Quite first nice. names on the team sheet who were going out there to prove something and say, look, I can do this, play me next Sunday live on TV. Yeah. Um, so from a Wrexham point of view, we know the three defenders were back into training, um, in O'Connell, Hayden and Tunnicliffe. Uh, there was pictures of, all, of them on Friday, wasn't there, in fact, um, on the website and on social media. Um, so we know they're in and around getting close to the bench or whatever whatever you know their their status is um but what are we doing going into this game what changes are we making who are we resting uh, our our big question mark is probably canon isn't it given the fact that he wore was well he was helped off i think really wasn't he so um yeah it seemed pretty innocuous at the time i was right in front of it and it just was a, a cross which hit him in the the face or the temple um, I'm not an expert by any <laughs> by any means, but if you get hit in the face by a ball, I don't think that rules you out for seven days until the next Saturday. So I think it was just a precaution taking Cannon off. Um, I think, or I hope, he will be he'll be fine for the Newport game. 
So would you start him or would you just not would you give him a give him a week off and just play I'm assuming it would be James Jones? Um if he's fit, he's fit and I'd start him. Obviously with any issues, especially because it's a head injury, give him as much time off as he wants, but if he's fit, he's fit, play him. Because um, that 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 was the third game in a row we started the same lineup, wasn't it? Um, which is, yeah. I'm trying to think back of the times that since Phil Parkinson's been here. I don't think there's many times we've started games. There's always been one or two um, that sort of seem to change. So um, I'm I think he'll cho- I think he'll change a couple of people this week. Um, I think you've your call with Barney. I think that that could possibly happen, um, and he might go uh, more quite attacking at this. Um, and I just got a feeling he might let James Jones start just and have no risks with uh, Andy Cannon, um, and then you know and see how he is, see how he is the week after. Just give him because you know if we if James Jones should be able to come into this game and do as good a job as Andy Cannon, shouldn't he? Given the you know, given where they are and their situation, uh, oh, I'm not sure James Jones can give us the same as Andy Cannon. I would much rather have Andy Cannon playing, but I'd be happy to see James Jones um, coming for Cannon. Not an issue with that. Um, it all comes down to how bad the heads. Yeah. Can you call that if it was, if, well, we don't know, do we? Because obviously, we don't know whether yeah. they, whether he was or potentially was or potentially wasn't. Um, yeah. Because obviously, we keep everything so tightly lipped, don't we? And footballers definitely lie about concussion as opposed to other sports, don't they? You know, in the <laughs> NFL, for instance, if somebody if they, they have a they have a spotter, if they think you've got concussion, they pull you out the game um, and get you tested. Whereas in football, it's just like the medical guys like. He's got a concussion, boss, but we need him. So uh, should we keep him on? Um, I think that's the uh, that's the difference. So we'll find out, won't we? We'll 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 find out when the, some training pictures appear or whether we see him on the on the team sheet on uh, on Saturday. Um, Fletcher scored on Saturday. Does he stay in the team? Any other changes? Um, no, I'd keep him in the team. Um, I think he's been playing really well. Um, he just—he's a natural goal scorer, isn't he? He knows exactly where to go, where to stand, what movements to make. Um, keep him in; he's in good goal scoring form. And the old adage, isn't it? You don't change a winning team. Mm. So we, even if we didn't bring Barney in um, for the Newport game and kept Ford in, I'd be more than happy with that team. Okay. Um, and then hopefully, what we what we hopefully get is. Palmer will get some more minutes to uh, boost his fitness. Uh, and then maybe one of the defenders is fit enough for the bench so that they can get 10 minutes or something to start the road to recovery uh, and start to rest uh, a few people ahead of the, the the sort of cup game. I hope so, yeah. I hope so. Three very, very good defenders. Um, so you hope the next time they come into the team, that's it for injuries because... Especially with probably Hayden and Tunnicliffe, if they get another long-term injury, you have to ask. Will we ever see him again? Are they worth, are they worth keeping? Will we see them again? Um, but I hope so because I think they're both capable of playing in, in League One. As is Owen O'Connell, and he has played in League One with Charlton. So, yeah, getting those centre backs fit for the business end of the season will be will be massive. Okay. 
Um, so, score predictions. Uh, I think we're going to win the game, but they're going to score first. I think it'll be close. Because I don't necessarily think we're playing particularly brilliantly. I think we're in grind-it-out mode at the moment. I'm going to go for a 2-1 away win with them scoring early. Okay. Yeah, I get your point about us being in, in grinding mode. We're winning, but we're not putting in good performances. Tough place to go. Welsh rivalry. I think I, it'll be a draw. And I'll I take could tell you were going for a draw. I could see yeah. it. You're sitting on the fence. Oh, I don't often go for draws. That's oh, not fair. Okay. Um, I'll go for 1-1. One, one. You think a 1-1. One, one. Um, yeah. I guess that wouldn't... On paper, you'd be disappointed with this going to a team in seventeenth place, I guess. But you just, you know, you just, you just want to keep the momentum going in some way, shape, or form, don't you? I guess really, no injuries, yeah. no suspensions, uh, and let's take it. Take the point. Head on to Blackburn, um, and teams around us have got tough fixtures as well. I think. I think Stockport go away to Notts County, so Stockport might drop points there. Somebody's some somebody's dropping points there somewhere. Yeah, uh, they're not exactly. as bad at home though, are they? Not they're just uh, it's just away there. They're just like diabolical away from home. So, uh, well, I think Notts will have a great chance of getting something from that. So if they get a draw or even a win, it makes our draw at Newport look look very good. It's interesting. I was listening to uh, a podcast the other day, and it was, there was a Stockport fan on, and they were bemoaning the lack of squad depth. Um, which surprised me a little, really, because I, in my head, I always envisaged them as having good squad depth, but they were saying that they were struggling at the moment, which was really interesting. And Akil Wright was having to play at right wing back, I think, at the moment to, to cover. So, um, you know, I, and he's done a job at centre half and stuff, but, you know, for me, he's a midfielder predominantly, isn't he? You know, he's not a right wing back and it's, uh, it's you know, it's not an easy adaption to make. So um, it's not just us that are having the injuries, everybody is having them. Um, it's just yeah. about how you deal with them and how how you you know can you grind out results and uh, so yeah that'll be a, be an interesting one. Um, so I'm going for a draw. You're, you know you're going for a draw. I'm going for a win. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and you're going to watch it via the power of you're going to listen to it via the power of uh, the audio of audio. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um, Let's crack on. When we we'll come back, we'll uh, there's a couple of corking questions in the mailbag that we'll uh, that we'll dig into. If that's okay. Right. So just uh, we'll wrap up just with a a couple of interesting questions that hit the mailbag. Let's start the first one, uh, which is from Jesse. So Ruby slippers who um, is a fairly new Wrexham fan from Kansas who wanted us to hear perspectives on the Reading ownership situation. So this is easiest for us. This doesn't require so much thought from us because obviously um, it doesn't sort of directly affect us, but obviously to a, to a relatively new fan, it's, it's a relatively new thing, isn't it? Seeing this, these sort of... Um, uh, protests, etc. So, was it Saturday they played and they did throw some tennis balls again, but 
predominantly they just um, they ran on the pitch, didn't they? There was a couple of thousand of them on the pitch, uh, got on the pitch. They were playing Port Vale. I want to say it was Port Vale. Um, as way of an apology to the Port Vale fans who'd had bought tickets because the game was abandoned, they invested quite heavily in a uh, charity that uh, was linked to Port Vale, I believe. They they raised about £3,000 for a, uh, a football club, a sort of affiliated charity, um, and wrote them a letter. They'd written them a letter beforehand to tell them what was going to happen, um, so everybody knew. But you've got... This is the classic case of a... Uh, an uninterested owner who I don't think he's ever been to Reading, um, from what I understand. They've been in and out of transfer embargoes because of financial issues, haven't they? Um, I'm led to believe that every single player is up available for transfer as it stands. Um, they've had points deductions, am I right? Did they have a point? To do, did they have some points deducted? Start of the season. Yeah. The start of this season, they've had the point. They've had a points deduction. Um, and then I noticed the uh, the owner's right hand man was on Talk Sport yesterday. Um, just he was basically saying, "Oh, be patient, give us time. We're trying to sell the club. You don't need to do all your protesting." Yada yada yada. Um, so you've just got a disin for whatever reason. I'm not sure. You maybe I don't know if you know why he's become disinterested. Um, but basically, you've got an owner of a club who's not very interested anymore. Um, I'm not sure how interested he's ever been, given the fact I don't think he's ever been to Reading. I'm sure I, I'm sure I heard a Reading fan say that. Um, and they're in a dire situation, aren't they? And they're they're just trying to make noise. They're just trying to make noise to get rid of him now, aren't they? Um, uh, and I, I feel sorry for him because we've not been a million miles away from said events, have we? Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't think you see these kind of protests in the USA. Um, English I, football, or it, British football fans, I should say, are very protective over their teams. Yeah. Um, they've got so much investment in them mentally. Um, and yeah, you do feel sorry for them. Is it Dai Yonga? Dai yeah, I think, I think that's his name, Dai Yonga. Yeah. They've been in all sorts of trouble for years, Reading, points deductions, fines, embargoes. It's just a mess. And yeah, they were playing Premier League football not a yeah. million years ago, 15 yeah. years ago-ish. Um, so quite the fall from grace. And yeah, if you've got an owner who's not turning up, who's just not bothered about your football club, and you're seeing your football club go down through the leagues and just almost go into oblivion that's the way they're going they won't be around for much longer if they carry on how they are it would be heartbreaking and like you say Wrexham fans have seen that um 12 years ago when we had to pay the bonds yeah and then the wst took over and then in 2004-5 of the hamilton and gutterman struggles um so it's not a nice position to be in and without wishing to sound selfish it makes you appreciate oh, just how good we've got it at the moment we're probably the best ran club in the football league if not certainly in the top three i would say yeah. in terms of owners who care and the ambition and where we're going and where we'll be in a few years um we forget there's teams like reading and wigan as well have had their trouble with points deductions and and off-field troubles so you hope for Reading fans that this die fella, you can sell it up, off. yeah, pull it along, and yeah, sell it to someone who cares. 
Yeah. Uh, I was listening to it on the Talk Sport, and um, I think it, I it might have been Ali McCoist, but I'm not sure because Talk Sport is full of people that are just talk rubbish most of the time, don't they? <laughs> um, but he, he said, listen, it's really hard, this, but if you want to get rid of this fella, um, he said, the, 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 hard, the best thing you can do is not go to the games because. He will soon sell it much quicker if you're not turning up. If there's nobody going and there's no money coming in, um, you know that'll really put pressure on him. Uh, but that's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? Because like a weekend, that's it's, for some people their weekend revolves around that that few hours that they get out the house, they go for a drink or whatever before and after the game and stuff. So it's 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 a real mess of a situation, isn't it? And it, but it just highlights how inept the EFL are um, with their fit and proper persons test. Because unlike American sport, um, I'm just using that as an example, uh, where you can, as long as you've got enough money to buy said product or said franchise, then you can buy a sports franchise. We're supposed to be testing these people to make sure that they're, as it says, fit and proper and have got the right intentions and have got the money to meet the, the, the needs of uh, running a football club. And yet again, the EFL look like idiots. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm so so surprised at how these people can pass these tests. I just think money talks. Yeah, I think that's all they're bothered about. As long as they can prove they've got the finances to buy and fund a professional football team, they're not bothered about anything else. But how would you? judge this guy younger fella as not being a fit and proper person i'm not sure there's any evidence out there that suggests he's ran clubs into the ground i think he has before i think that's part of the problem i think there is evidence that they have done um only smaller clubs um but i believe that he's one of these people that has uh, bought other clubs and uh, had him in trouble um so i think that you know there has to be that might be your first test have you got another club and have you put it in trouble you know, and if you have, forget it. We don't, you know, you can't have this club. Um, uh, you know, that that might be have to be the type of thing. And you would think it would be, wouldn't you? But, you know, it's, uh, cl- like you say, it's closed rooms and envelopes and, you know, boy, old boys club, isn't it? But do you spin that and argue, would Sean Harvey have been a fit and proper person under that? But he's not an owner. That's well, the difference. Yes. Massive say in the running of a club, though. Correct, and that's why. Do you remember when he was made director recently? I don't know. Yeah. If, I can't remember whether we were on the podcast together that we did after it. There was quite a little. There was a few people that were a bit like, hmm, you know, is that should somebody be getting a bit more power, etc. We did have a a, a ripple. Is all it was, wasn't it? Basically, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. Because to be fair, the flip side is that some of the stuff he's done for us has been excellent. But I get your point. Your point is valid. Um, uh, and but yeah, it just it stinks of EFL com- incompetency more than anything else. Sadly, this to me. Um, <laughs> but but it is though, isn't it? This, this fella just obviously shouldn't be an owner. Um, and so um, yeah, so very sorry for Reading fans. They have. Uh, um, they have got a really good uh, Twitter page where, uh, as I say, they're very public about what they're going to do. They write to clubs before they do it and say, listen, just so you know, we're going to protest. You know, it's not a surprise, any of this. It's all out there on social media before you go to a game. Um, so, you know, they can't do much more, can they? You know, that's, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, not a, not a good situation for them. Uh, okay, enough of Reading. 
let's talk a bit more about Wrexham. So I'm going to combine two questions here. Um, so one from Luke Perry, 85, and one from Emma Roberts, who comes out on the podcast. Uh, so Luke was, uh, we'll, we'll blend these two together. Luke asked if Fletcher keeps playing well, is he good enough for League One? Um, and Emma was sort of saying, uh, players out of contract soon, which ones are we going to give another go to? So we can blend them together, can't we? Uh, into Into one. So, I had to do a bit of digging around to try and find uh, try and find a, a, a list of, that was uh, reasonably up to date of who's out of contract and who isn't, etc. Right. So if we go through them department by department, is defenders, goalkeepers, attackers. That's what I meant by department. We'll <laughs> um, we'll uh, we'll have a better idea of what's going on, won't we? Um, so um, goalkeeper wise, uh, Mark well. Obviously, Arthur's not ours, so we can't. But I think it's everybody would like us to buy him, wouldn't they? That's un, un, there's no doubt about that. Um, so we, you know, because he's not ours, it's not really ours to kind of offer a contract to. But we're assuming, and we're told, obviously, that they are trying. So that one's up in the air. But Mark Howard, however, will be out of contract. So you're Phil Parkinson. What are you doing there? Um, release. I think mean, he's been a good servant, good guy, but we're in League One. I think we need better. Yeah. Uh, I suspect that he would be a... I don't know whether he'd want to be a third-choice goalkeeper, but he is that sort of level now, isn't he? But I'll tell you where he's, excep- he's exceptional, is uh, his experience, and in things like his training and warm-ups and stuff like that, that's where he's excellent. Um but I've, I, I, I fear for him this time. I think, uh, I think he might, uh, you know, he might, uh, and I don't even know if he wants to stay, given the fact that he's, you know, he's, um, he's been to uni and he's trying to do that other stuff. So we don't even know if he wants to still be doing pre-seasons and stuff, do we? Yeah, you make a good point, though. There might be a role for him as a third-choice goalkeeper slash assistant goalkeeping coach. Yeah. But you like you say he's he's got his degree, his his off field aspirations. I think he lives in Preston as well, so he might want something closer to home, and maybe like a Chorley or somewhere. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So let's go on to defenders then. So um, I'm doing them in no particular order, just uh, just off the uh, just read them off a, a graphic. Uh, so the first person that's out of obviously, and this can change at any time, can't it? Bear in mind that any at any time they could announce. Uh, contract extension, but uh, June twenty twenty four, Ben Tozer. <sighs> yeah, I think um, I'm adamant they'll they'll try and give him as short as possible a contract, um, because they'll want to see if he can still cope. Because we know he could do historically, but as he's aging, I think they'll want to see, won't they? So like they'd offer him a one year one, and then he might say, "Well, I want two, and then there's some negotiating to do. But uh, yeah, I'd keep him. Um, Aaron Hayden. Mm, I've got no doubt in his ability to play at League One level. It's just his injuries which which concern me. Um, let's see what happens between now and the end of the season. If he can stay fit and, and get some games under his belt, I would say keep. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I thought when he when he first came and found his feet, I could. He'd been assistant. Captain, he'd been uh, oh, vice captain at Carlisle, I think, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, he's got the op, he could be captain for us one day. Um, 
but like you say, it's uh, it's that availability is the question. But I would be trying to keep him, I think, um, personally. But whether the club do that is another thing. But like you, if he'd come back, stay fit, I'd I'd be trying to give him a one or a two year deal and see because he's you know he's being his prime age and everything, wouldn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jordan Tullycliffe. Probably same category as Hayden. I like the look of him. He's a proper defender. I think he could cut it in League One. But it's, it's injuries again. We can't afford any passengers in League One. We need people who can stay fit and then challenge for places. So same category as Hayden. If you can stay fit, keep. Okay. Um, I've got a feeling he's going to be the one because he, he's not as good on the ball as the others. I've got a feeling he'll be the one that definitely goes. Um, but as a defender, as an out-and-out defender, he's as good as we've got. Um, yeah. As a just as a pure defender. Yeah. Um, he's as good as we've got. Um, I don't know where we stand with this. So if we've got the option on McLean, so if it's in our power and not in his power. Uh, you're keeping him, yeah? 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd, 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 if he was playing as a winger, I'd be more for keeping him. Um, do you think he'd be willing to sit on the bench? Oh. Do you think he's like, he's like I have to, I've got to be starting here or I'm going somewhere else? I think he's one of those players, isn't he? Who just loves playing and won't settle for picking up a paycheck and just He'd seeing that feet. his career. He'd get yeah. itchy feet. Um, it's a good point because I'd certainly like to keep him. Um, probably as a starter as well, but I'm not sure if he would be a starter in League One. I would like... So the reason I say that is I think that's an area we could upgrade and I would like, yeah. to, I, I would like to see us get a proper league one left wing back. Um, so I think that one's up in the air for me, uh, for me personally. Um, I think that's that's for, that's it for the defence. Midfielders. Uh, so Luke Young is the obvious one. Um, release. He's been a good servant. Oh, sorry, um, I did miss a defender. Callum McFadden. I did miss a defender. Oh, yeah, release. Release. Yeah. Not good yeah. enough for League One. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, what were you saying about Luke Young? Um, regretfully, release. I think he's been outstanding and a great servant ever since he joined in 2018, was yeah. it? Been, a longer, been around a long while now, but I just don't think he's League One quality. And we, it's certainly an area we can upgrade on. So I would say release, but I'm sure we'll get a, a League Two team, at worst, a top-end National League team. Yeah, there was more chit-chat about Tranmere sniffing around him recently, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Interesting to see. Uh, McAlinden and I think Hazana. I don't think Hazana's on this list that I've got. Oh, he is, Mac yes. So we've got McAlinden and Hazana. Should we group them two together? I don't think... I mean, neither of them are... You know, even though McAlinden's in the sort of squad, he rarely plays, does he? He doesn't make the bench a lot. Yeah, I just don't think he's worth a squad place in League One. 
I keep saying League One. I need to stop I, doing that. I, no, but, no. That, I, but that, in theory, <laughs> that's what you're thinking, aren't you? That's what you have to be thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of them. Yeah, anyway, I just think we can get better players in. Um, I hear he's great around the squad. He's obviously a good utility player, but our ambitions, I just think we're... Our ambitions have eclipsed players like Liam McElinder without any offence to him. Um, Hazan is a, a tricky one. Parkinson likes him. He did to start with. Him. To start with, he loved him and played him every game. Yeah, but he's another one who's... Spends more time in the injury room than the, than the turf. I'd probably say <laughs> release. I think we can. Um, I think we can upgrade on Hazana. Yeah, I agree. Even a fully fit one. I agree. Um, and then Bickerstaff got a contract. Dolby's got an option of some description. Oh, he got he got an extension, didn't he? Um, so I think that really leaves Fletcher. Leaves Fletcher. Palmer's got another twelve month, I think. Um, so that leaves Fletcher. That leaves Fletcher. Um, is that a similar situation? Are you thinking? Are you, are you really wanting to go to him and go? You know, will you do that job off the bench for us and play the odd game rather than being a starter? I think, given his age, I don't think he's going to be a starter anywhere, unless you're talking maybe National League, National League North level. Um, and he's not really been a starter at Wrexham so far, so he's obviously happy playing some matches. I know he's played the last few games. I'd keep him. As long as he wants to stay, I would keep him. Obviously, he's not our first choice or second choice striker in League One. Yeah. I think he'd do a job for us off the bench and then start in the odd match where we've perhaps got lots of fixtures in, in a short period of time. Yeah. I think if he's ha- as long as he's un- on the understanding that we're probably going to make some sort of upgrade there because that's what it feels yes. like, doesn't it? Uh, and it's like, you know, you're going to have to fight for your place, but, you know, you could be up against a 25-year-old hotshot. Um, <laughs> then, you you know, as long as you're happy to do that role, then then give him a contract. If he's going to get like McLean, if he's going to have itchy feet, and I don't think he doesn't strike the, to me to be the type of being problematic. Um, uh, but if he was going to be sort of, you know, didn't want to do that, then, I, you know, I wouldn't fight too hard to keep him. From that point of view, you know, I wouldn't be offering him two or three year deal just to make him stay. So, yeah, uh, but I think he's got another year in him where he could do a job for us. Yeah, yeah, don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think, uh, but we've got to upgrade that. We've got to do an upgrade there. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Is that everybody in this? That's everybody in the squad. I think now that's uh, that, as far as I know, that's everybody in terms of uh, in terms of uh, contract. When does Parky's contract run out? Well, that was a funny one because he's on a rolling, rolling, it was a rolling 12 month agreement or something is what they said, didn't they? So uh, um, somehow every year he gets another year. Uh, It's really unusual. Um, And they've never, never mentioned the fact of they tied him down for multiple years or anything. So I don't know uh, quite how that's, uh, how that works. He'd technically be out of contract in summer if that's the case. Yeah. yeah, well, we're assuming that you would assume that's how it works, wouldn't you? That um, every summer, um, he's out of contract, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think it matters who came for him, I don't think he'd go anywhere. If we didn't get promoted this season, would you say he's under pressure and might leave? I don't think he'd leave. 
do you think he'd leave? I don't think he'd leave. I don't think anybody leaves anymore, do they? Be relieved of his duties. Um, so the way that contract works, I think we've got to pay him 12 months. So I think that's that's how it suits him. So he'd get a nice payday from it. Um, mm. If he didn't go up this season, I believe they'd give him another year. Um, yeah. Similar to the uh, National League, isn't it? I think it's unfair for us to ex- expect to go up every... Even though we're in a really good position, I think we should plan to take two years to get out of every league. That should be the minimum that, you know... There's no way you're going to go... I know teams have done it, I get that. Um, but I think it's unfair to think we should go up directly every single year, don't you? Too much. That is too much pressure on everybody then. Yes. Yes. But there's a book coming here. I can see there's a book coming here. No, I was going to disagree, but you're probably right. I know a lot of teams have done it, like you say, but... Yeah. Probably a little bit too much to ask to expect two promotions in a row, but if we didn't do it the following season, then 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 I then I then I think what the club should do is ask themselves the question: Who if is there somebody better? And if they if they can't sort of say yes, and that's the man, and we can get him, then you just sit with Parky, don't you? But uh, I understand your question. I understand exactly why people would go, well, no, we've got all the money, we've got all the momentum, we should go up. I just think it's just, football doesn't work like that, does it? And if you plan for two years for every league, you're still going up the leagues at a daft rate. Um, But that's just, but maybe, you know, maybe more people agree with you. Maybe if you were to ask people, they would say, no, he's, you know, he should be doing it this, definitely this season. Um, but I think we will do anyway this season. It's next season, I think, is where it'll it'll be hard. It'll be harder. I think. I think that step up is harder, and the championship most is a disaster. Fans, most fans they came mid table, didn't you? First season in League One. But yeah, so that's what. I, so if, if, if in reality, if that's what you would accept, you should be saying to somebody, "Well, two years to get up. That's a fair target." Um, despite the fact that we're you know, buying players from above, it just, you know, football doesn't always work like that. So, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, I think we're done for another week. Um, we will uh, be back post Newport and ahead of Black Blackburn. Am I right? Have I got me weekends, right? Uh, a week today we'll have played Newport and we'll be playing Blackburn on the Monday after. So, yeah. Yeah, so with a bit of luck, we'll have um, uh, Rovers Chat, uh, which is a Blackburn uh, podcasty type uh, effort to, uh, to chat to, um, providing they uh, show up when we've agreed to, uh, to have a chat with them. So I'll have them to talk to ahead of that game. So that'll be interesting to see whether they're nervous or whether they're uh, feeling confident about uh, taking us on. Um, but again, if they lose again at the weekend, oof, I think that'll be like five in a row. Um, and they might not have a manager, but Wrexham might see off John Dal Thomason. Um, we could be the we we could be getting in the sack. So uh, we'll see what happens. Eh, the once legendary Danish striker um, that played at Newcastle. Is Newcastle he went to didn't he? I think very very short spell. Newcastle, yeah. Milan, Milan. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Prolific for Denmark as well. He's got yeah. a few problems. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Right, okay. We'll leave it there and uh, let's come back next week. 
There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864. Trying to do the town or city proud. Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters on a lifelong journey. We'll live in hope, but we'll die in Cadbury. I've been telling everyone I see. I've been telling. I've been telling everyone to listen to me. Someday we will be back in the football league. We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones, and his best mate Mickey T. Died. This was a druid. He loved Cumbre, and his namesake Jordan on a scoring spree. Legends from far feel like Trinidad. We've had great players, and some who drove us mad. We've seen the lows and the highs. Seeing. I've been telling everyone I know. I've been telling everyone who listen to me. Someday we will be back in the football league. Someday we will be back in the football league. Someday we will be back in the football league. I've been selling my nephew and my godson. I've been selling my dog and the postman. I've been selling my mum and dad for years. Someday we will be back in the football league. Someday we will be back in the football league. Someday. Back in the football league.